It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If you uh, haven't heard of Sam Cooper or you're not following him, you need to because uh, he's our national investigative journalist for Global News in Vancouver. And uh, he's been leading the way, among other things, in exposing the massive B.C. money laundering scam alleged to be running out of B.C. casinos, which involve high-level Chinese gangs. And now his investigation brings his focus to Ontario, where casino regular, uh, regulators are looking into whether B.C. casino staff that had been embroiled in the original case may be connected to activity here. And you may recall back in 2017 that the uh, when Liberals awarded quite suddenly uh, great Canadian gambling with several very lucrative contracts here in Ontario, including an expansion at Woodbine Racetrack. And at that time, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission opened an investigation, in part, uh, looking into suspicions that had been raised over pricey cash transactions involving a particular banned Chinese gambler and large amounts of high-value lottery chips apparently taken out of the casino without being used. So is there a connection in Ontario and what brought this about? Let's ask Sam Cooper. He joins us now. Sam, you've been working on this particular issue of money laundering and these upper echelons of the, I guess, the Asian gangs for, for a while now. But now there's a connection to Ontario. Take me back as to how these cases came to be and how it is that we're now focusing on casino, really the, the game, gaming industry here in, in Ontario. That's right. Well, it started in, in British Columbia years ago when uh, police and casino regulators started to notice a flood of suspicious cash coming into Metro Vancouver area casinos, most specifically a Richmond casino called River Rock. Mm -hmm. And uh, not a lot was done for a while. We now know that uh, police and the regulators knew about this, but they weren't taking much action. That changed in 2015 with an RCMP investigation called ePirate. And very briefly, what, what the investigation was about, they were looking at drug traffickers, and they discovered something very interesting. They started to trail them to a, a business in a Richmond office tower that they found uh, drug trafficking groups were delivering suitcases of cash and walking out of there with more like a luxury tote bags of cash. They, they, they probed further and further, and they uncovered a scheme that works like this. Essentially, loan sharks connected to gangs in China were recruiting ultra-wealthy gamblers from China and Macau, inviting them over to B.C., meeting them in parking lots, mostly outside River Rock Casino, giving them bundles of cash, and these gamblers could walk in. They'd, uh, for some reason, uh, against all anti-money laundering standards, easily buy chips, gamble. They could then, uh, if they won, get big checks, invest in real estates. But uh, the, the tricky scheme here is that they would pay back this fronted cash in China into bank accounts that were controlled by the gangs. So what this allowed them to do was to get around China's uh, cash export controls, 
they could get that circle of money between China and Canada that would fund more drugs like fentanyl mm-hmm. produced in China coming into BC. It was just a big money laundering mess. Right. So the RCMP investigated it, and they found that uh, there was really the question we're interested in in Ontario is why was this cash allowed to come into the casinos? And so the Ontario regulators started to follow some of the reports that I had done in BC and uh, look into that issue. Were there connections to casino staff? And that's what they're looking at in Ontario because the operator of River Rock is Great Canadian Gaming. And Great Canadian, as you know, has uh, lucrative contracts in Ontario now. Right. And so... It's interesting because, the, we, and we should mention, in November, this e-pirate, this whole case, this massive, massive, massive case, it fell apart, which is, I mean, literally unbelievable to me that the Crown could screw up a case this badly, stay the charges because they mistakenly exposed the identity of one of the police informants. So that case falls apart. Is it your belief, Sam, that it's just now going to move into, let's say, Ontario, where it may have fallen apart there, but is it, do the tentacles in your mind reach here to Ontario? Well, what we know is that uh, what, our, what our investigation found is that the Ontario regulators employed an OPP detective to go out to BC, and when they saw these questions about whether they were, they were focusing in on one case, this was a Rich- Richmond River Rocks High Limit Salon, where all of this action was taking place at the High Limit Tables. There was a case in which a VIP host, who is the, the person that sort of makes the, these ultra-wealthy people comfortable, meets them, etc., was involved in a transaction in which a person was able to walk in with $200,000 cash, get their chips, and then walk right out of the casino without betting, deliver that those chips to uh, what what police and other people believe could be a high-level gangster. So this raised concerns that the employee was not only turning a blind eye, but directly, allegedly involved in a mm-hmm. money laundering transaction. And that's what the OPP investigator was looking at. My uh, documents that I obtained showed that he reached out to the RCMP about their investigations into this network, and they reached out also to an, uh, a BC gaming intelligence uh, sort of a special const- constable who had access to police files. And this is a, a person that had really done profiling work of this, what he saw as the connection between staff inside the casinos the foreign VIPs coming over from China, and the local loan sharks that were delivering that cash. So my understanding is that uh, Ontario would be looking at that triangle. Is there a triangle allowing the gangsters to get facilitation inside the casino? If that's true, they'd be concerned about uh, the company's activities potentially in Toronto at Woodbine. Can the company uh, combat money laundering or is there a problem? I mean, Sam, when when Great Canadian came in and got these lucrative licenses, it it kind of came out of the blue and it was done very, very quickly before the Liberals were defeated. Um, And and I think a lot of people were saying, where's the due diligence on this, given that there were so many questions in B.C.? are, Are you, given the amount of information you have gleaned over the last couple of years, were you surprised by the 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 speed of which these licenses were giving to, given to this particular organization? It surprised me because uh, I, I had access to a lot of information, some of it leaked, some of it through uh, freedom of information law, about the seriousness of the investigations into this company specifically 
in British Columbia because, again, they were at the epicenter Mm -hmm. of the casino that really leveraged this Chinese gambler model. And let me stop you there. And just sorry, sorry, just so I don't get too far past that. I mean, this when when great Canadian gambling got these particular licenses, it was known that there was already a um, um, questionable activity going on in B.C. and yet they got pushed through. That should not have happened in your mind, should it? When I'm looking at it as uh, someone with investigative experience myself, it was very clear that uh, the reports were were not uh, refuted in any way that hockey bags with $500,000 were coming into the casino. This was before videotape evidence of that was actually released. But absolutely, the Ontario government knew there were serious, serious investigations going on in D.C., And so we had at the time the Conservative Party's leader at that time, Patrick Brown, stood up and said, hey, let's put a pause on these contracts in Ontario because we need to understand what's going on in B.C. And from for me, just as a Canadian citizen or a journalist, yes, I believe that the contracts should have been paused as they got uh, deeper into what was going on in B.C. Next question, and before I let you go, where does the investigation uh, for you uh, go now, given, you, you know, you look at this as the triangle of uh, what we saw in B.C. to what's going on back in China versus uh, it coming to Ontario? Where, where are we looking now as far as the investigation? Well, what we know is that uh, Ontario's review of these issues in B.C. and the potential, the questions around casino staff and uh, suspected gangsters is still open. Mm-hmm. Th- that's been going on for more than a year now. We don't know how much access they have to the RCMP evidence, but we do know they were looking for uh, that information. So that continues. And I think it, it's important context to say that we, we are informed that uh, the key executive who set up this VIP private uh, betting room model uh, with uh, uh, the VIPs from China wined and dined and brought over is now, we're told, setting up a gaming program in in Toronto and Woodbine. So I think a reasonable question is, where is the oversight? Is there there even the potential that there could be some problems in Toronto in terms of this model that really, we have to be clear, this is based, this is a, it's really based in the Chinese community. And uh, people, we're not singling anyone out, but this is how gambling is done in Macau. So there's a concern, could it happen in Toronto? I think that's a fair question. Well, we will stay tuned and see where the investigation and uh, where the tentacles take us. But as I was told by someone in finance, always follow the dollar. It will always lead you to what's going on. So, Sam, terrific work. I thank you so much for joining us. Great. Thanks, Alex. So that's uh, Sam Cooper. We'll have him on. Uh, I'm going to have him on more, and I've been meaning to get him on. He's done fantastic work. This is not easy reporting. It is. Uh, it is a lot of checks and balances to uncover the tentacles of, of the money laundering and following it uh, where it's gone and how it's now reaching across this country. So he's, he's done a fantastic job on that. We'll continue to see where it takes him. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.